Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Well, good day, footy fans, and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penkless, and joining me is no one once again. Uh, Michael is off on Project Europe, uh, a nice little vacay for him. Happy birthday to you, big boy. Michael celebrated his 31st on Saturday. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast tonight. Tonight. Las Vegas, the league has finally made a decision on it. Uh, We're also going to talk about Newcastle and Canberra. We're going to go through the um, we're going to go through the preview of round 25, and Michael's going to give his all important tips. Uh, So it was officially announced last week. The league is heading to Vegas. The Roosters, the Broncos. The Rabbitohs and Manly will be flying over there in round zero the week before the NRL kicks off. Uh, the game is trying to make a week of it. Uh, Scott Penn, based in New York, is, of course, the owner of Manly. Russell Crowe's connections uh, in Hollywood. Um, Hugh Jackman's connections in Hollywood as a big big supporter of Manly. Um, and the fact that uh, Mike Cannon-Brooks, who owns a quarter of South is also an owner of the Utah Jazz, all hoping to play a role in promoting the game. Uh, sounds like the Broncos and the Roosters, their deep pockets, riding on the tailcoats of that as well. Uh, it looks like South will play Manly, followed by Broncos, Roosters. Um, I guess the idea is that you get Sydney and Brisbane, so everyone gets the names of the cities. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. It's uh, it, it's great for the game. It, I guess it's exciting that the game is going to different places, but it sounds like an administrative nightmare um, for teams that have all, at some point in this year, other than the Broncos, really struggled to pull their form together. I don't know how flying halfway across the world and disrupting your pre-season preparation just before the season proper is a good idea. Um... Obviously, there's some financial gain to be made out of it, but it, it, I, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I mean, South's traveling at the moment, and they're struggling, uh, limping from one game to the next. I appreciate it's deep in the season, but for all these arguments about player welfare and, and players need to be careful and they can't back up and they can't do this and can't do that, it's incredible how when there's a pot of gold, potentially, for all stakeholders, everyone just gets on with it and says it's the greatest thing ever. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out on that. Obviously, we'll hear more details about it uh, as the rest of the um, rest of the of the details come out and the 2024 season draws closer. But from what we've been leaked so far, the intention is to to make it a bit of, a, of an Australia week and build a bit of an event out of it in Vegas. Um, tough market to crack. I I. I worry a bit that it's just going to be an absolute flop. Um, obviously, the game won't let it be that. And will we ever really know the true 
um, detail as to whether it's successful or not. I don't really know, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So um, Vegas is very exciting. Um, okay, over the weekend, I think we saw a couple of results that really just show where this game is at right now. Um, Canberra, who Michael and I on this podcast have been doubting for some time, um, and we've spoken a lot this year about the draw um, and how it can possibly hide uh, the state of affairs for a team. So Canberra um, were absolutely pumped on the weekend, 48 points to two. Uh, they were held trialless for the first time in an incredibly, incredibly long time. Um, the last time that they had been held trialless was actually against Souths in 2013. Um, so it, it, it was an extraordinary run, but um, they were just absolutely pumped on the weekend. Uh, there was no question about it at the hands of the Storm. They lost 48 points to two at Amy Park. Um, it, it is, I think, just probably a real indicative fact of, of just the way they played this season, that they, they have they've had some close wins, um, that they, they have conceded a lot of points, and if they've won games, it's usually on the back of they've been able to score a handful more points than they've conceded. Uh, they had some big losses along the way, but they are now sitting in sixth place on the ladder with a poor and against of minus 120. They've conceded more points than every team in the top eight. They've also conceded more points than. Um, the Cowboys, who are ninth, Parramatta, who are 10th, the Roosters, who are 11th, Manly, who are 12th, and they've conceded equal number with the Titans, who are sitting 13th on the ladder. So um, they've had a dream run. We spoke about their draw earlier in the year. They hardly leave Canberra. Um, they they play, I think, um, only one team from last year's top eight twice. Uh, so it, 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 it's quite extraordinary that despite the luxuries of their draw, they are still unable to capitalise successfully and sort of have a, have a dominant um, winning record. They are, they are winning ugly and they are losing badly. Uh, and that is not what you want this time of year. And I, and I really do think that that win sort of really has demonstrated where they are. Their, their, their attack is actually, is actually awful. Um, it is the fifth best attack in the competition, fifth worst attack in the competition. So they've scored 426 points, which is worse only than the Tigers, the Bulldogs, and that's it. That's it. It's actually worse than St. George's by two points as well, um, despite the fact St. George have only won five games. Uh, so that is extraordinary, and I, and I think that over the next couple of weeks we're we're gonna probably see a couple of ugly results for Canberra. So they've got the Bulldogs this week, which I expect they will win, uh, but then they play Brisbane, who could be in a mood depending on um, their possibility of winning the minor premiership. If the minor premiership is not wrapped up, uh, they host Brisbane, and I think for them that will be a real telling match um, because Brisbane have been in scintillating form and I'll touch on them shortly uh, and followed by a crucial end of the regular season game against Cronulla 
at Shark Park. So uh, interesting three weeks ahead for Canberra. Uh, the other team sitting close to them on the ladder in seventh spot is uh, Newcastle, who play South this week and then Cronulla the week after, and they follow that game with the Dragons. Newcastle won six in a row, and um, like many people, I am probably always slightly critical of them, um, partly because of their supporter base um, and some of my mates Newcastle fans, but um, even these last few weeks, I, I've had some doubts about some of those results because you know, their hot streak started against the Bulldogs, who they thrashed 66-0. They had a bye. Um, they went on and beat the Tigers on a Friday night in what was an ordinary game. They then shocked the Storm, pumped the Canberra in Canberra um, before narrowly beating the Dolphins in Perth um, and then beating the Bulldogs again on the weekend. But it, I just think it's a well-rounded performance. It's a team that looks increasingly confident in what they're doing. Kalen Ponga just looks so much more relaxed in the way he's playing his football uh, he looks like the pressure is off him. He looks like he can just do what he's doing. And and in complete, and, and I don't mean this in, in a way that's entirely disrespectful, uh, it is not the most glamorous halves pairing on earth that is sort of helping him uh, along the way. Jackson Hastings has had plenty of uh, issues at various clubs, and Tyson Gamble was um, discarded by the Broncos, but, but has been a pretty handy player for Newcastle. And I think... Just that, and and you have an experienced forward pack that includes um, the Siafidi brothers, uh, Fitzgibbon and Frizzell, uh, very workmanlike. You've then got the speed of Young and Gagai uh, in the back line, and, and suddenly they are shaping up to be um, just a, probably a real disruptor going into the back end of the season. I can, I can see them probably making it to week two or three of the finals at this rate. I think um, just... They're playing with confidence, and while they probably don't have the strike power of some of your other clubs like Melbourne and Souths, I do think that just their, their confident style of football will help them. Uh, whether they have the finals experience to then carry them through deep into September uh, and into October, it's probably a bit hard to say, but, but that they, they have some... Hard edge players, but whether they're comfortable in that environment, they did they did play there a couple of years ago um, against um, South and Parramatta from memory um, in the finals. But I I think that this time they probably look like a more deserving team to be there. They're timing their run well. The coach has been under all sorts of pressure. Uh, Kalen Ponga was under a bit of pressure too at the start of the year following his big re-signing last year. Uh, he, of course, moved to six, didn't work out. There was there was question marks around how he would manage concussions, but he, he's doing an extraordinary job and um, full credit, full marks them. It, it's been outstanding. Um, the other team I want to touch on is actually the Broncos. Uh, I watched this game on Friday night. They absolutely dismantled Parramatta, who, who have just have one of those seasons that they happen. These seasons happen from time to time. Um, incredibly, they often happen to teams that lost the premiership the year before, that lost the grand final. Um, I can think of a couple of Bulldog sides with slow starts that just never got going. Um, but this Parramatta team has just, just had a, an ordinary start to the year and never quite got going after that. And I think that 
despite the fact that they have they were in games and and they were able to to knock down some some big teams along the way that they, they beat Penrith and and um you know they they've dismantled teams i i do think that it is important to to give yourself a bit of a head start at the start of the season if you can because you just don't know how the season's going to unfold now this is a Parramatta team that that had the shock of Mitchell Moses being signed, being called up for Origin. It had uh, the Dylan Brown incident in the middle of the year. It had Madison out. It's had RCG suspension post his success in Origin. Um, it's just been non-stop. And now Mitchell Moses out with a fractured eye socket for three weeks at least um, after playing 35 minutes last week. It's just a, a poor old season for Parramatta. But I don't think that should quite take away from from the confidence, the speed and the skill with which Brisbane are playing football. Um, I, I appreciate that Para had their struggles and there are signs in Brisbane's game that I do not think, I think mean they might struggle to win a premiership. There, there still seems to be elements of inexperience. There, there is the rush of blood plays um, the kicks instead of a pass. This is a really common thing that you see amongst inexperienced footballers who seek to just, whenever they make a break, their solution is to kick for space and hope that the, the miracle play can come off rather than holding the ball and controlling the ball and maintaining possession and trying to pass it through the hands. And um, I, I saw a bit of that when they were ahead by many points on on Friday night and it probably didn't matter as much. But in a big game, that could be crucial. But this is a team with a lot of speed and a lot of agility. Reese Walsh is just electric. He is growing in confidence. His passing is actually quite extraordinary. Uh, and his ability to do the, the, the Harbour Bridge passes that we know and are familiar with Sam Walker doing um, is amazing. But but then again, the, the one thing is he's constantly trying for the miracle play. And, and I fear that it could come to a point where that will be Brisbane's downfall. Having said that, they they are very exciting to watch. This is a team that has mobilised, that they're familiar playing with each other. They've got confidence. They've got an experienced game manager. Uh, Kurt Capewell on Friday night, I thought, showed his experience. Just very good on that left edge uh, for the Broncos. And um, exciting times. Uh, the one person I actually want to give a rap to is Billy Walters. Uh, who I've been somewhat critical of in his performance, but I actually I actually am impressed with the way he's playing. I think he's he's matured. Uh, he hasn't tried to overplay his hand. He's let his experience number seven and his creative number one do the work, and he just rolls behind this forward pack that that just seems to be going for, from strength to strength. Um, in other big news today for the Broncos. Uh, Payne Haas actually re-signed with the club on a $3.5 million deal over five, over three years, which is, um, which is great news. Um, it's, a, it's a real wrap for Brisbane. I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to stay. Um, this is 23-year-old prop. Uh, it's a huge deal, and he will be the highest-paid player in the club's 35-year history. Um when you think about the players that Brisbane has had over that time, that is actually quite an extraordinary statement. Um, and the uh, contract reportedly also includes a ratchet clause that could see him increase in value if the NRL salary cap goes up, 
I don't know why he'd be leaving Brisbane. I don't think it would be... I think it would have been foolish. I don't think it was ever in doubt that he was going to stay. They are coming second on the ladder. They are a team on the up. Their worst years are behind them. They've got an incredible roster. He is playing with some absolute superstars. And yes, he could go get that same money at a club that would be desperate for him. But no club is going to play that, pay that much for a prop. Uh, like the Tigers or the Bulldogs, no one is going to pay that much for a prop. He won't look as good in a team like that. And he has no chance of winning a premiership. But... Money has prevailed in any case, and, and Brisbane got their man, and Payne got his cash, uh, so everyone's a winner. So um, good news for them on the eve of the finals. Um, so just rolling through the ladder uh, as we head into round 26, Penrith and Brisbane are in a tussle for the minor premiership. Um, Penrith's for and against is uh, 289 to Brisbane's 213. The Broncos have the bye this weekend, and will take... Um, the lead on the ladder should Penrith fall to the Gold Coast, which um, I don't think is too likely, but hey, stranger things have happened. So they're both on 38 points. The Warriors are in third on 34 points, Melbourne on 32. We then have the Sharks and Raiders on 30 points, um, Newcastle on 29, Souths on 28. Of course, 7th and 8th play each other this week. Um also on 28 points, the Cowboys, um, and then Parramatta, the Roosters, Manly, the Gold Coast, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs, the Dragons, and the Tigers. Incredibly, there are six Sydney clubs in the bottom eight. So it is a, a bit of a dream ladder for the NRL, um, which pretty much has every market covered, um, which is quite extraordinary. So... Yeah, with three rounds to go, that's the lay of the land. In tipping, it was, it was probably the most straightforward week of tipping ever. Um, I've never seen so many eights in our tipping comp, or should I say tens. Um, pretty much anyone that, that, that is really into it um, picked the round this week. So Joanna, Tony Corbin, Mark Val, Brendan, PNT, Paul S, John O'Madell, Diana, Jimmy... Christine, myself, Michael J, all tipping the round. Um, Clive got seven out of eight, and so did Nicholas J. Um, and Michael Corbin himself, who tipped against his own football team, um, which he thinks is a good luck charm, and he's probably right at this point in time. Let's get into the team lists for this week, round 25. So Cowboys play the Sharks on Thursday night at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. This is a big game. Uh, which could really help um, make this race for the eight much tighter. This is a must-win for the Cowboys um, if they are to keep in touch. They're fresh off the bye. Cronulla, of course, have swung things around um, after that loss to Penrith. They've had wins against the Bunnies, uh, and then last week a win against the Gold Coast, convincing win against the Gold Coast. So... Um, Nane is named to return ahead of schedule from his shoulder injury. Cohen Hess goes back to the bench and Tanua Brown to 18th man. Felt is named on the wing. Tua Lungi set to play in the centres. And James Tamo is listed amongst the reserves as he looks to return from a long-term foot injury. For the Sharks, Hazleton returns after missing last round with concussion. And Calhoun goes to the bench um, in the only change to the squad that downed the Titans. And for those playing along at home, Michael has tipped Cronulla. 
um, on Friday night at Daniel Anderson Stadium in Auckland. The Warriors host the Seagulls. Um, so Charles Nickel Cookstar returns after missing last week's win over the West Tigers. Uh, Wade Egan has been named despite spending the weekend in hospital following a knock. Bunty Ofoa um, comes into the front row in place of Mitch Barnett, who needed stitches for a laceration below the knee following the Tigers game. And for Manly, Brad Parker and Ben Turbo still sitting out for another week. And Harper comes into the centres and Kelma Tulangi stars in the back row. Jake Arthur is the new face on the bench. Now, the uh, Warriors have renamed their stadium, which is called Go Media Stadium, to Daniel Anderson Stadium um, for this game against Manly. Um, round 25 is Daniel Anderson Round, um, when the NRL community will come together to raise critical funds for the ex-New Zealand Warriors, Parramatta, St. Helens, and New Zealand coach. Um, there was a bit of a, a sort of information campaign about Daniel Anderson earlier in the season, um, who, of course, suffered a catastrophic spinal cord injury late last year following a body surfing accident on the New South Wales Central Coast. Um, he's currently in rehab at the Royal Rehabilitation Centre in Ryde, and we wish him all the best. What an awesome way to do it. Of course, he coached the Warriors uh, to the 2002 Grand Final and the Eels to the 2009 Grand Final. Also involved at the Roosters um, as sort of a recruitment and um, football operator there. Uh, so it definitely had an impact across the game. And I think the NRL always does this stuff well when the teams get together and rally behind uh, their own. Okay, on Friday night, the Eels host the Roosters at Combank Stadium. So as I said, Mitch Moses is gone for the season. So Dylan Brown and RC will be steering the ship. Sevo and RCG return um, from suspension. Um, but back rower Andrew Davey is set to miss the game under concussion protocols. RCG's return allows Joe Offengawi to move from prop to lock. Uh, for the Roosters, Angus Crichton makes his return from a knee injury, so Dylan Napa goes to the reserves. Sam Walker's been named as 18th man as he needs his return to the NRL, and Walker played 80 minutes in New South Wales Cup last weekend. And uh, just, sorry, going back to Michael's tips, Michael tipped the Warriors uh, over the Seagulls. He's tipped the Eels over the Roosters. Okay, Saturday afternoon, the Tigers host the Dolphins also at Combank Stadium. Tim Sheens has named the same 17 that pushed the Warriors last week. Laurie was a shining light and looks more than comfortable in the 5-8th role across, uh, alongside Luke Brooks, set up three tries and scoring one himself. Um, for the Dolphins, they were hit hard with HIA concerns in the last match. Um, Lemuelu and Kenny Bromwich and the Hammer all missing this week. Bo Stock and Robert Jennings are the new centre combination and Ewan Aitken slots into the back row in his return from a knee injury. Jeremy Marshall King is sidelined with a shoulder injury, so Harrison Graham is the new hooker. With Ray Stone out, JJ Collins joins the bench. Mike's tipped the Tigers. Um, Saturday, 5.30, the Titans host the Panthers, AJ Brimson is listed among the reserves after he was late scratching. Kinney has been named at fullback with Campbell moving to 5'8 in place of Forum. Weaver has been handed his NRL debut at halfback in place of Tanner Boyd. 
whose season is over due to a shoulder injury. Mo Fotoaka returns from suspension and Tino shifts to lock and Aaron Clark drops out. Cleese Haas has been promoted to the start of the game and Joe Simpson goes to the bench. Jacob Alec is the new face. And for the Panthers, uh, Luai with illness and hooker uh, Mitch Kenny rested are back on deck along with Tyrone Peachy who returns from suspension. Cogger goes to 18th man and Hosking is listed amongst the reserves. Mike has tipped Penrith. On Saturday night, the Dragons host the Storm. Uh, Lomax returns from a shoulder injury and Molo is back from concussion in a double boost for the Red V. Molo's return sees his brother Michael move to lock, Ben Murdoch Masilla to the bench and Toby Counterman to 18th man. And for the Storm, Bellamy is named the same 17 that got the job done against the Raiders. Will Warbrick has been named... Warbrick has been named among the reserves after he was drawn due to neck soreness after last week's game. Grant and Elise Katoa are named to start after coming off the bench. And the PAP is set for one uh, more game... Sorry, is set for more game time in the Queensland Cup as he edges closer to his long-awaited NRL return. Michael has tipped the storm. Sunday afternoon, big game, Newcastle... Hosting South, this is a crunch match uh, and a huge boost for the Knights. Hastings has been named despite a syndesmosis injury and Bradman Best returns from a doctor injury, so Tuala goes to the reserves. For the Bunnies, um, Michael Cheekham replaces Ben Lovett, although this was the case last week, so the late switch may come before kickoff. And Arrow is named to start in the pack as he continues to try and play through back spasms. Jed Cartwright was a late withdrawal from the Dragons after suffering back spasms in the warm-up and has not been named. Seller and Totola are among the reserves as they near a return from injury. Uh, big game this week for Souths. Alex Johnston actually scored another ha- another double last week. He moves to 187 uh, on the all-time try scorer, all-time tries. Um, that puts him within three of equaling Billy Slater in second spot. Uh, Ken Irvine, he is coming for you. Um, the Raiders host the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon. Canberra will be looking to bounce back. Uh, Jared Croker returns from a hamstring injury in the centres. So last week's debutant, Ethan Strange, goes to reserves. Jared Croker actually announced his retirement uh, from the NRL at the end of the season, as did... Wade Graham. So it's a um, couple of big names there, um, which will be a big loss for the game. A couple of favourite sons. Um, Schiller will play his third game of the season, joining the bench with Tom Starling. Um, And for the Dogs, Preston has been suspended for two matches following a hip hip drop, and he's replaced by Corey Waddell. Ryan Sutton returns from a neck injury at lock and Luke Thompson goes to the bench. Ray Fatala Mariner is the new man on the bench. So running through Michael's tips, Michael has tips Cronulla to beat the Cowboys, uh, the Warriors to beat the Seagulls at Daniel Anderson Stadium, the Eels to beat the Roosters at Combank, uh, the Tigers to beat the Dolphins at Combank, the Titans... Um, so Penrith to beat the Titans, the Storm to beat the Dragons, Newcastle to beat Souths, and Canberra over the Bulldogs. As mentioned earlier, Brisbane have the bye. We're getting towards the pointy end of the season. 
It's been great to have your company for another podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Go the Rabbitohs.